Welcome to the Commercial Real Estate Show. Thanks for joining us to lead, learn, and laugh. Learn market knowledge and best practices to lead your company to success. And that's whatever type of company you work with. And laugh, I believe we have to have some fun along the way. Well, hello, I'm Michael Bull, your host to the world of commercial real estate. If you have any questions or comments related to this show or on any commercial real estate related endeavors, you're invited to give us a call. Our phone number is 888-612-SHOW. You can also email us at info at com or reach us through your favorite social media site. You can find them all at the show website, commercialrealestateshow.com. Well, today we're going to share some proven sales and business generation strategies for salespeople. We're going to use examples for commercial agents. So if you're in the industry, you're in luck. And uh, if you or your people are in any sales or business generation activities, many of the techniques we'll share today will add efficiency, value, and income to your world as well. Well, please welcome my guest, Rod Santamassimo, president and founder of the Massimo Group. Rod is also the author of a best-selling book, Brokers Who Dominate. The Massimo Group is North America's leading coaching and consulting organization focused on the commercial real estate community. Rod, welcome back to the Commercial Real Estate Show. Well, Michael, thank you so much for having me. It's always a pleasure speaking with you and your audience. Well, we sure appreciate uh, your wisdom. I know the the commercial agents around the country really respect uh, your coaching and your services. And I'd like to start with that briefly, if you can, and, and tell the listeners the typical clients of the Massimo Group and some of the more popular offerings. Well, sure. I would say right now the Massimo Group has the privilege of working with, in one capacity or another, every major brokerage firm and regional firm uh, throughout the U.S. and, and, and certainly uh, now we've expanded to Canada as well. But our clients tend to be either brokerage firms or teams within those firms or individual brokers. Uh, and then they wish to enhance their production. They, they wish to maximize their income. And one thing they recognize is, is the need to invest in their greatest asset, which is, you know, Mike, is themselves. And so when we look at our, our clients, those are the individuals or teams or companies that really want to invest in and make the most of this opportunity in commercial real estate. In regards to our programs, I would say probably our, our more popular programs are our one-on-one coaching, all done via video conference. We have clients throughout North America, coaches also throughout North America. Uh, but we're finding more and more we're getting uh, requests for our consulting services in regards to on-site either sessions with teams or strategy, succession planning. It, it runs the gambit right now. Okay, so you can get your offerings uh, one-on-one. You, you can visit uh, people's offices, right, for groups, and then you can do the one-on-one coaching. And then you also have CRE Boss. Tell us about that. <laughs> CRE Boss was a, uh, just a, a, an idea that was drummed up by, the, by looking at the landscape and realizing there was really no platform for brokerage owners and managers to collaborate and gather and share best practices and, and really in a non-competitive, very exclusive environment. So with CRE BOSS, and BOSS is the acronym for Brokerage Owners Success Summit, it was this platform across North America and focusing on several issues which we know impact their practice. And we're, we have, we're very excited about the evolution of CRE BOSS and, and where it's going next year. Yeah, that's great. And I was uh, uh, liked, I liked it. I attended it the last one. I guess it was the first one you had. And it was very interesting to see folks who, who run companies get together, share ideas and thoughts. Uh, they really helped everybody at the event. 
Absolutely. I always said what, what success looked like, and it was me to say there was a high level of collaboration, and it, it, it exceeded my expectations. It really did. Well, it's a great event. And, and uh, Rod, just how important is it for agents to handle their business as a business? I mean, I think some agents think they, they have a job, and if, the, if their company doesn't supply some training or, or some information or some services that they shouldn't use it or don't use it, uh, what do you think about agents uh, handling their business as a business? Well, there's no doubt. You look at the correlation of, of top brokers, top producers, and I use the word top. i got to be careful about that. But these producers who maximize their income potential is because they run their practice. They understand that they have a company. Whether they can recognize that or not is the key differential. Those that recognize it say, hey, I'm the CEO of my own company. I have to create a company and not only work in the business and do the transactions, but also work on the business and focus on my strategy, my marketing, my sales, my operations, my human capital. All those elements go into those producers, those agents who truly can run their business as such and produce the money and have the rewards to show for it. Yeah, that's a good point. And, you know, I've been a broker for 30 years. And at the end of the year and the beginning of the new year was always the best time for me, I thought, to slow down a little bit, walk away from the business and then look back at the, the year behind me and see what I did right, see what I did wrong, and then plan my business for the next year. What should agents uh, look at when they're looking at their past performance? Well, you have two questions there. Let me address one. First of all, as far as the the year-end review, absolutely. We, we, we offered uh, through a variety of means and still available to our website a review and reflection document for brokers to truly break down their year and understand what went well and what didn't, what met their expectations and what didn't. Can we link that uh, on the show page? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. We'll do that for the listeners. And- and we will also, uh, you know, share to them how to, to look and set a vision for the following year. But in addition to that, Michael, you asked about past performance. Mm-hmm. One thing, one tool we have that we work with our clients are really dissecting past performance, not just last year, but historically how one's done. And it's amazing. One, one client coined this, hey, hey, this is like finding $1,000 bills in the couch. I'm seeing all these <laughs> new opportunities by analyzing the past. And you absolutely can. And I think that's pretty cool. You know, finding $20 in the jeans is always a great moment, <laughs> no matter where you are. But finding $1,000 bills in the couch is a pretty neat thing. Well, it's funny. All, all I find is dimes and nickels, <laughs> you know, when I do that. Well, what are the, some of the specific things, Rod, that, that an agent might want to look at on past performance? Uh, uh, should they look at uh, commissions uh, per closing, uh, where their business came from, that sort of thing? Well, very good, Michael. You, you know, one of, one of the many factors we look at, look at past performance is the type of activity, sales versus leasing, the type of asset, the type of property. Absolutely the source. How are you getting your income is so vital to creating a plan going forward. You know, is it the same clients? Are you leveraging client referrals? Do you get company referrals? Is it networking? Is it social media? Are they calling off signs? You have to track the source of every deal you, you do. Absolutely. So, and then obviously, yes, the income. But just, just don't look at past activity as from a success standpoint. You should look at listings that you didn't, unfortunately, close or right. lease opportunities you didn't have. That tells you a lot as well. Right. So you may not need to list those type of properties. And also look at your activities, right, the groups and things you're involved in that, that just didn't produce any business, right? 
I agree, Michael. You know, we have a formula we'll discuss a little later called the P factor, and one of the P's in P factor is your presence, and that, of course, is your participation in getting more active in a variety of levels and a variety of channels. And there's no doubt if you're going to be invisible in today's market, you're not going to be really find too much success. Right, and you need to see where that visibility counts for you the most, depending on your your practice. And you know, and any good business plan needs goals, right? And uh, uh, goals should should be more than just an annual income goal, right? Uh, well, yes, and <clears throat> you got to be careful. I, I love it. And I've seen these across the country. People who submit these review and reflection documents say, "I want to make more money. I want to enhance <laughs> this. I want to accept." Uh, what does that mean? I want to be wanna... rich. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be rich. Well, that's great. Rich is someone is completely different in definition of rich is somebody else. And there's no way for me to measure that from a from a coach or from an accountability partner. How do you measure more or most? Or uh, it doesn't make sense. So, do you need a number? I think you actually need two numbers. I think there's more beyond that. You need a number of what you desire to make from income, whether it be 100, 500, a million plus plus for the year. But you should also have a wow, an amazing <laughs> number. You know, I'd be happy with this, but wow, imagine if I hit that. Now, those are just numbers, though. The real goals come in the activities behind achieving those income driving, uh, you know, uh, verticals. So, Maybe it's a prospecting goal. Maybe it's a presence goal. What are the goals that you have to create and the activity levels that you have to generate to support your financial goal? Right. And I always like to have an education goal each year to, to further my development. Is that important for agents to consider? Well, there's no doubt we are in the – look, one of my, one of my uh, most active clients continues to remind me that we're not in the real estate business. And in his mind – we're in the information business, and to be in the information business, you position yourself as an expert. And to position yourself as an expert, you really must understand and master your craft of commercial real estate brokerage, as well as master the market in which you work and which you practice. So yes, self-development in any realm, whether your skill set, your aptitude, your market knowledge, is paramount to your performance. Okay. And so that could be designations that you'd like to achieve. Uh, it could be software that you'd like to master. Uh, it could be getting coaching from the Massimo Group, right? Absolutely. If you, you want to invest in yourself or your personal development, go on and get another designation. As long as you can, now I'll share with you, I, I, I challenge our clients, if they want to get a designation, i got to ask them, what's it going to do for you? Right. Your short term and long term. So before you say designation, understand what's it going to do for you. What does success look like? Right. You want to make sure you're doing the right things for your business and, and then putting that in priority. So uh, that's great advice. Well, we're going to, have to take a quick break. We're going to have more tips from Rod Santamassimo with the Massimo Group. I'm Michael Bull, and this is the Commercial Real Estate Show. We'll be right back. America's Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you by Bull Realty. When your business requires proven performance, visit bullrealty.com. And Arnold Golden Gregory, a law firm that makes a difference. Visit agg.com. And Cone Resnick, providing forward-thinking advice to help navigate business and financial issues. Visit coneresnick.com. And by France Media, providing exposure to the world of commercial real estate. Visit francemediainc.com.
Welcome back. I'm Michael Bull, and this is the Commercial Real Estate Show. If you'd like to know the absolute latest on any commercial real estate-related subjects, check out our on-demand show podcast. For example, we just completed an informative show on the healthcare market, a show on C-suite social media strategies, a show on LinkedIn, and two enlightening shows on 2013 market expectations, one with Deloitte and one with Price Waterhouse Coopers. You can access the shows anytime on your smartphone or computer. Just visit iTunes or the show website, commercialrealestateshow.com. Well, today we're going to talk about sales and business generation strategies with Rod Santamassimo with the Massimo Group. And Rod, I'd like to ask you about business generation activities. What are, would you say, are the, say, the top five business generation activities for commercial agents? Well, Michael, without a doubt, there are, first and foremost, the top two, and there are three important ones after that. And the, the, the top two, without a doubt, are, number one, prospecting asking for business, going out and truly asking for the business. And to complement that, you really need to have a strong presence or personal marketing uh, platform. So I would definitely rank one in 1A, prospecting and presence. And for the other three, I look at three things, and we talked about these a little bit prior. You have to have the market intelligence because it's that intelligence that can truly separate you from the average sales and average broker, brokerage professionals out in your marketplace. You really need to have some integrated client retention program. You know, as we all know, it's hard to get a new client than retain an existing client, and there's nothing worse than losing a client. So what specifically are you doing for that client to retain them? And last but not least, when you look at production activities, the only one thing we we have we all have and that's time and how we manage that time will say a lot on how we produce our income and how productive we are. So time management would definitely be the fifth. Yeah, that's a great one. I think that's very important for commercial agents because most of them are independent contractors. No one's telling them what to do. So they've got to understand the value of their time and, and what to do. And, and like you said, prospecting is, is one of the number one things that, that agents should be doing. And one of the easiest prospecting or most direct is to actually call potential clients, right? Right. could you share some tips for, for calling on potential clients? Yeah, there's, there's one basic rule we always follow, and this being a radio show, you know, everyone knows what's everyone's favorite radio station. Michael, you know that answer, right? Commercial real estate show? <laughs> Commercial real estate show, exactly. <laughs> and the second favorite radio station is WIFM. What's mm-hmm. in it for me? And that's a fact. <laughs> when you call somebody and you tell them how great your services are and what you've done in the marketplace, they couldn't care less. They couldn't. You have to focus on your prospect. What are their issues? You know, what exactly is moving them from one side of the equation to the next? So when I say, what's a tip of making a call? Let's do a couple of things. Number one, let's follow that one simple rule. You know, what's in it for me? What matters to the most to those that you're calling? Number two, you got to recognize it's a numbers game. And it's good, I, let me repeat this, it is good when you get a no. <laughs> the no is a decision. A no is something you can go and reach and further that progress with. It's, it's, it's concrete. And the more no's you get, means you're getting quicker to the yes. I do believe that. And I do know it. The more no's you get, the quicker you're getting to the yes. And, and finally, I'd say, look, prospecting is great. Getting on the phone is great. Just do it. But more importantly, do it right. Practice your pitch. Practice your pitch. What are you going to say so it doesn't sound like a pitch? At the same time, you articulate to that prospect the reason for your call and why it's so essential 
they take their time and they invest their time to hear what you have to say. So get comfortable before you really start picking up that phone and start winging it. You can't win it to wing it, Michael. <laughs> that's right, and that's great advice. Uh, I mean, especially these days when some big people, I mean, CEOs and CFOs, sometimes you can just, they don't have secretaries anymore, right? I mean, you can just catch them on the phone. So you've got to be very quick with the benefit to them. I know I'll get calls direct, and if they don't tell me very quickly uh, what's in it for me and what they're doing for me, I just want to hang up. Absolutely true. Yeah. Well, also, at, you know, you talked about consistency. Uh, what are some tips for agents who they know they should make calls and those they should do this prospecting things, but to help them be more consistent with it? Well, we talked a little about time management. Obviously, discipline is a major feature, but we all understand what brokerage is. And brokerage, like any sales position, is based on a continuum of production. That continuum is three phases. Find, win, fulfill, right? We all have to do that. We have to go through the cycle of finding, winning, fulfilling business. And if you stop one, of course, we know what happens. Your pipeline is going to shrink up. It's going to shrivel. And eventually, it's, it's going to die. If you think about it, the prospecting is the fine stage. Michael, I can tell you, I, it, we get calls at the Massimo Group, folks who think believe they need coaching. And we ask them, you know, one of the reasons, why are you calling us? And we hear this a lot. Well, I had a phenomenal second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter, whatever it might be, year. So what's the problem? I got nothing. I got <laughs> nothing going forward. Oh, what a terrible feeling. That's why this consistent prospecting program, recognizing that every day you've got to get out there and you've got to go out and get employed. And that's, that's what I use, by the way, to say that. This is a little insight for me. Every, every morning I wake up, I look at the mirror and I say, it's time to get employed. And I get on the phone and I Start asking for business. So, sure, take the time, allocate prospecting your daily schedule, do it consistently, and just be disciplined enough to stick with it. Right. And part of that is accountability, right? Holding yourself accountable. It's interesting. This is the top producers in my office that that want to meet with me and want to sit down and show me what they've been doing, what's worked, what's not worked, and uh, and get some coaching, have some accountability. And it's the guys who aren't as successful that you see them in the hall and they say, how's it going? It's great, great. Got some big deals working. See you later. <laughs> so, I mean, is it, the, is it the top producers? Is it the real winners that contact you and say, I want to hire you to be my coach? You know, it's a, it's a little bit of everybody. Certainly – uh, I would tell you that the, the, the majority of our clients when we started, and, and still today, a good portion of our clients are seasoned veterans, even mid-careers, who are, are doing well but recognize, and that's the important part, they recognize they can do better. Absolutely true. But with that said, we're finding as our business expands and our programs expand, we're, we're getting more folks inquiring on from the newer to business level, or even some new to business folks saying, hey, I want to do it right. I just don't want to jump into this and and just hope. You know, that's not a strategy. Let's get a plan together to make this the best possible use of my time and the most productive I could be. So we're finding, Michael, that that range is actually uh, getting wider and wider. And how important is the accountability part? Are some of these, especially top producers, are they appreciate that accountability factor? Well, we have the good fortune of working with uh, several clients in New York City. And one of those clients happens to be and 10 years in a row, according to CoStar, uh, the top firm as far as number of transactions, make that clear, 10 years in a row in New York City. So you can imagine that's a pretty 
productive individual. Would you say, Michael? Yes, that is. Yeah. <laughs> oh. With that said, by the way, it's not a national flag. It is not. It's actually a boutique firm, but which is a surprise. But this this one gentleman I coach is so focused on accountability. He understands and recognizes the numbers. The numbers themselves is what drives his production. That, like many of our coaches lately, he wants to increase the number of times that we we communicate and how we communicate. And he understands accountability is key. Well said, uh, Rod. I think accountability is very key. We're going to have to take a short break. When we get back, we'll talk about social media and some tips for winning important exclusive listing and tenant rep assignments. I'm Michael Bull. This is the Commercial Real Estate Show. We'll be right back. America's Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you by Bull Realty. When your business requires proven performance, visit bullrealty.com. And Arnold Golden Gregory, a law firm that makes a difference. Visit agg.com. And Cone Resnick, providing forward-thinking advice to help navigate business and financial issues. Visit coneresnick.com. And by France Media, providing exposure to the world of commercial real estate. Visit francemediainc.com. Welcome back. I'm Michael Bull, and this is the Commercial Real Estate Show. How would you like people to come to your website to hear the Commercial Real Estate Show? We can now download a free widget allowing your site visitors to access show videos and audio podcasts right on your website. Just visit commercialrealestateshow.com, look for the widget on the homepage. You can see how it works and easily download it to your site. And after you load it, it works automatically. Well, we are talking about sales and business generation strategies with Rod Santamassimo with the Massimo Group. And Rod, what are your thoughts on social media for salespeople and for commercial real estate participants in particular? Uh, well, Michael, social media, like so many other things, it, it's a tool. That's what it is. And like any tool, you're going to get out of it really what you put into it. Uh, now, does it help with your overall presence? Absolutely does. I can tell you that, uh, you know, our clients who leverage social media, whether it be with Twitter or LinkedIn, probably the two most popular uh, professional platforms uh, out there right now, or blogging or even e- whatever it may be, th- they have found that it's much more easy to go out and and prospect, knowing they have a presence behind them where people understand, you know, yeah, oh, yeah, I've heard of you, which is a lot easier than who the heck are you. So social media has a position, but if we rely solely on social media to build your business, you're making, you're making just a, a horrendous mistake. Right. You can't just sit there on the computer and, and tweet and uh, post on LinkedIn all day, right? you got to get out there and do real business generation. Uh, commercial real estate is a face-to-face business. It is. Uh, and absolutely, I understand uh, folks do get opportunities via social media. It, it does. And we, we certainly apply that in our coaching, a certain uh, allocation of resources to social media, but it's not the holy grail of business development. Right. You know, and some people in commercial real estate say they don't need it, but then some people are having a great success with it. So it's certainly something to look into. And then now let's talk about something that uh, really warms the heart of commercial real estate agents, and that's winning important exclusive listing or tenant rep assignments. Rod, what tips can you give us there? Well, yeah, Michael, you know, it's, it's, I guess we're looking for the right word here. 
It's amazing. Money? Yeah, money. But really, it's, it's amazing to me because we see so many pitches and so many packages. We see so much stuff beyond our clients, you know, from all firms. And generally, that same approach is why you hire me because I'm the biggest and baddest in town. That's, you still see that today, which I, astonishes me. That's the approach that a lot of firms take of why you should win a listing or a tenant representation assignment. And Quite frankly, it just doesn't work. And so let's let's think back to what we talked about earlier about the WIFM, having the focus on the prospect. And and more importantly, let's talk about a couple of things with that client or that prospect. Let's define who the stakeholders are in every opportunity. There are stakeholders no matter where you are. Whether it's a, let's take a tenant rep opportunity. You're thinking the stakeholder is the company and maybe the president, and that's all that you really have to worry about. Well, that's not true. There's certainly the employees you got to be concerned about. There's the executive staff you got to be concerned about. There's the existing landlord you need to be ex- uh, concerned about, and, and others go down the road. So it's your ability to define those stakeholders and then define the issues of which they're facing and considering that really tell the difference to win these opportunities. Now, let's take it one step further. If you can do all that and then next, understand the impact of each issue to each stakeholder and be able to articulate your understanding that, you know what, been there before, here's where I understand you're being, here's where I see it affecting you, asking the appropriate questions and position yourself as, yes, the expert, but more importantly, hey, wow, they, they understand where I'm going through. They've been there before. This is an expert. This is the one I need. Look at it in that way. Break it down. Stakeholder issues, impact, how to articulate your message. You will absolutely win more listings. I can tell you that because we have a specific program we go through at the Massimo Group with our clients, and that in itself, the elements of winning listings and tenant rep agreements. That's great. So yeah, you can't just come in and say, I'm great. My company's great. Uh, you need to hire us. You need to look at what's important to the client that you're, you're hoping to win the assignment for, right? That's absolutely correct. And some of that's really uh, research before you, before you do your presentation, right? Uh, well, you, you, have, you know, there's no doubt. You absolutely have to do research. Heck, you have to research before you make your calls, believe it or not. That's where you <laughs> see the most production. And really making research is so easy today with social media and outsourcing and virtual assistants. All that really is a, a very efficient platform done right. You said uh, calls, outgoing calls. You mean that uh, box on my desk with buttons? That that makes calls? <laughs> <laughs> that thing actually can produce for you a lot of business. You know, I didn't get in commercial real estate to make calls. I thought people would just call me, right? <laughs> well, Michael, with your presence, everyone's calling you now. <laughs> oh, thank you for saying that. No, it's really important for uh, agents to get out there and understand what's important to their clients uh, before they call them. And then when you're going to do a pitch, a presentation to help them, you need to truly understand how you're going to do that. Well, we're going to take a short break. When we get back, we're going to talk about the top eight traits from Rod's book, uh, Brokers Who Dominate. You don't want to miss that. I'm Michael Bull. This is the Commercial Real Estate Show. We'll be right back. America's Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you by Bull Realty. When your business requires proven performance, visit bullrealty.com. And Arnold Golden Gregory, a law firm that makes a difference. Visit agg.com. And Cone Resnick, providing forward-thinking advice to help navigate business and financial issues. Visit coneresnick.com. And by France Media 
providing exposure to the world of commercial real estate. Visit FranceMediaInc.com. Welcome back. I'm Michael Bull, and this is the Commercial Real Estate Show, where you know we have to have some fun, right? Well, we have some very interesting shows coming up for you, including a show on bank and servicer strategies, and a show featuring updates and forecasts on each of the major real estate sectors. Be sure to catch shows of special interest to you. Sign up for a once-a-week email announcing the show topic at commercialrealestateshow.com. Where today we're talking about sales and business generation strategies with Rod Santamassimo with the Massimo Group, and Rod. I love your book, uh, Dominant Brokers and uh, Top Traits of Dominant Brokers, The Eight Traits, whatever you call it. It's a fantastic book. Share The Eight Traits with us, if you will. Sure. Uh, and the book's called Brokers Who Dominate. Thank you. Uh, the eight, eight Traits of Top Producers. And there's a book, with, after extensive study of looking at these top producers across North America, really what they had in common. And Dominate being the acronym, the eight traits are, are as such. First, D. D is discipline. I know people don't want to hear that, but it's true. No. Our producers are very <laughs> disciplined. And guess what? We just did a study, a quick study, that shows that not only do they work smarter, they work longer while working smarter, and that has a lot to do with their income. But they're very disciplined and manage their time effectively, manage their team effectively. So D is a dominate. So there's the D. O. Oriented to the client. It's all about the client. We talked about this earlier, how, how we look at both the uh, discipline and the orientation of what's in it for me, but it's all focused on that client. Uh, M, market presence. Market presence. Well, we talked about that a lot, presence, how to create a presence, why it's so important in prospecting. But you look across the country, whether it's, um, let's say, Faith Consolo, retail broker in New York City, incredible presence. Uh, Coy Davidson, I'm sure you understand who Coy is, Michael. Great presence on the social media side there in the Denver marketplace, but having a presence means so much to you and how you leverage that presence. So dominate, D-O-M-I-I, industry focus. Yep, we don't see many generalists per se in those top producing brokers. Now, if you're in a tertiary market, absolutely you're going to focus on an overall marketplace that involves leasing and sales, and you'll have a, a generalist approach, but you'll be an expert and be focused on that marketplace. So when I move to Key West, I'll have to be a generalist, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, if you, if Michael, if you say, Rod, I'm going to move to Key West, and I'm going to focus on Class A office buildings over 20 feet, you know, 20 stories, we might have an issue with that. I may. So, so yes, exactly. I would focus on Key Lime Pie, by the way, if I was there. Just something you'd find out yourself. In boating, maybe. <laughs> by the way, go behind the... Um, Oh, I forget the name of the restaurant. Greatest key lime pie in the world. Um, but let's get back to the story. Right. So, D-O-M-I-N. Now, this is a strange one. N is top producers tend to navigate their career. And that means is, I see a lot of brokers, especially lately, they're calling us up saying, hey, I want to make a move. Can we analyze it for us? What should we do? Should we go here? Should we go there? Well, the question is, where is that going to take you five years from now? Top producers understand when they make a move, it's not about, you know, necessarily a better split or potential of a team or maybe a pretty receptionist. That's <laughs> doing it. It's about, hey, where am I going to be five years from now that really matter? Top producers navigate their career. Now comes the A. Now, the A, we've done scientific uh, review and studies, and we've tested this. 
and a variety of metrics, A, assertiveness. Top producers just tend to be more assertive. They're more goal-oriented, a la the coaching. They're more, they're more driven, right? They're certainly, mm-hmm. assertiveness, by the way, does not mean aggressiveness. I want to make that clear. Um, there's certainly brokers can be aggressive. Top producers can be aggressive. But that's not the same thing as being assertive. So they are actually assertive, goal-oriented, planning, looking to take the next step where it's taking me. Let's get, we got two left now, dominate. So we got T, team-oriented. Every top producer has a team. Even those that work by themselves has some type of team, whether it be a virtual assistant, maybe in India, maybe across the street, doesn't matter. They all recognize that their most productive task is not to do, not to do more than anything else. There's a great saying by a, a strategist and, and leader called Nino Quibane, and he talks about transactionals to do, but to not to do is to be. A little deep maybe for, <laughs> for us today, but that's a fact. Top producers recognize what they shouldn't be doing, so they have a team to allocate those resources and leverage their team. And last but not least, we talked about it today, independent contractor, entrepreneur, E is for being an entrepreneur. Now, some people say that's a weak eighth eighth trait, right? E, entrepreneurial, but it's so true. Top producers look at their business, look at their team, look at everything around them, say, you know what? I have a platform, I have a business. Let's structure this as a business. Let's implement processes. Let's go forth and not just look at transactions, but put a whole program together from a business aspect. And that's why we always say we're always going to maximize the results of your brokerage business because it is a business. So dominate, discipline, oriented client, market presence, industry focused, navigate careers, assertiveness, team oriented, entrepreneurial, dominate. Right. And I think the last one is is very, very important. Uh, we talked about that in the beginning of the show, right? You, you've got to handle your business like a business. And, and like the E-Myth book, you know, you get busy working in your business and you're not doing the right things. You're doing things you shouldn't do, right? Well, if you read E-Myth, you know, Sarah and that pie company, that one freestanding uh, business she had, she, she recognized there was a better approach than just baking the pies every single day. Now, maybe you haven't read the book, put it this way. If all you're doing is transactions, one after another, and chasing deals, you're never going to grow your business. That's the important part. Yeah, right. That's a good point. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll have more from Rod Santamassimo in a moment. We'll wrap up some more details and some more advice for you. I'm Michael Bull, and this is the Commercial Real Estate Show. We'll be right back. America's Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you by Bull Realty. When your business requires proven performance, visit bullrealty.com. And Arnold Golden Gregory, a law firm that makes a difference. Visit agg.com. And Cone Resnick, providing forward-thinking advice to help navigate business and financial issues. Visit coneresnick.com. And by France Media, providing exposure to the world of commercial real estate. Visit francemediainc.com. Welcome back. I'm Michael Bull, and this is the Commercial Real Estate Show. 
Would you like easy access to quality content to post on LinkedIn or, or Twitter or other social media sites? Well, the typical challenge with social media is finding good content, right? Well, you're invited to use the Commercial Real Estate Show blogs and videos and audio podcasts as good social media content. Uh, there's a share bar on each show page, video, and blog. You can find them all at commercialrealestateshow.com. Ready? We're talking about sales and business generation today with Rod Santamassimo with the Massimo Group. And Rod, of all the coaching that you do with uh, brokers around the country, what are the things that tend to bring the most return to those brokers? Well, one thing you got to recognize is every broker is different, no matter what. We go through a, a very extensive diagnostic process of looking at their natural behaviors and looking at their brokerage practice through our proprietary RAMP system, and we really try to hone down to those those two or four key initiatives, we call them success levers, that we have to implement to really maximize their income. That's what it's about. So it really depends on where you are. You're rolling your team, they're, 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 you're, you're tenure in the marketplace. But with all that said, look, we find that a lot of, a lot of brokers don't really have a personal marketing program. They, they just don't. A lot of brokers have a very weak prospecting campaign and platform and how it's targeted. So th- those are two obvious ones. Now, client retention we talked about earlier, that really is a major issue for those mid-career seasoned veterans, a real true client implementation platform. And even as far as database technology, how to create and, and utilize systems and processes, all that is part of building a brokerage business. Right. I mean, that's a good point you started there with as well. I mean, every broker is different. I, I see that in my 30 years. They all kind of need something different that the, they could adjust just slightly. Sometimes it could create a big change in their business. And speaking of changes in the business, what do you see that's different in the industry for brokers than, say, pre-recession days? Well, there's no doubt that there's now a wave of technology. There's this wave of new tools that are being presented in the marketplace as as the next great thing to make brokers or brokerage firms more efficient and more effective. And I'll tell you this, I, I tend, Michael, like yourself, I'm sure, I tend to see every new idea that a broker could use and they could apply to their practice. And I see some great ideas in the past two months alone. Um, I, I do believe there's a great, you know, that little tool now we call 10.8. I think that has a great application in tenant representation. I just saw a platform that's called RealCore, R-E-A-L-C-O-R-E, I believe, RealCore Applications. If you own a brokerage firm, specifically if you have a lot of brokers, let's say 20 or more, you have multiple offices, you've got to check out this RealCore product. It is just, it really just is one I finally said, that's different. And databases are coming along too. Let's face it. There's a lot of more automation today in brokerage. I'm seeing some brokerage firms take it to the next level. Not not the great tools, Act, CRE or Client Look, all those are nice tools. But I've seen a brokerage firms go to a platform such as Infusionsoft, which are automation of marketing processes and client interaction really makes a difference. So if there's one thing in the industry I'm seeing from pre-recession days is folks are looking at evaluating investing in technology they know they can use and that will make a difference in their production. Great, great tools there. Rod, we have to end the show here quickly. What's a great tip to close the show with? Very simple. Activity, folks. Activity begets transactions. Get more active. Top producers recognize they have a correlation. When the market velocity is flowing, everything's great, they're very active. When the market velocity decreases and things tend to get a little stagnant, they get more active. So more prospecting, more promotion, more presence, more, 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 higher levels. That's what we want to see. Get that activity going. Great, Rod. Well, thanks for joining us today and sharing your insight with our listeners. 
Michael, thank you very much. Best to you. Thank you. For more information from Rod Santa Massimo and the Massimo Group, you can access his book, social media accounts, and contact information at their website, massimo-group.com. While you're invited to join us next week, we'll be discussing bank and servicer strategies related to non-performing notes in OREO. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Michael Bull. Until next week, be sure that you always lead, learn, and laugh, and join us for the Commercial Real Estate Show. America's Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you by Bull Realty. When your business requires proven performance, visit bullrealty.com. And Arnold Golden Gregory, a law firm that makes a difference. Visit agg.com. And Cone Resnick, providing forward-thinking advice to help navigate business and financial issues. Visit coneresnick.com. And by France Media, providing exposure to the world of commercial real estate. Visit francemediainc.com.